Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network, founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook. Their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 and good morning. This is the Writer's Cafe with Williford. Oh, my gosh, I couldn't make it through the first sentence. <laughs> and I screwed up my own name. This is uh, Writer's Cafe with Cross and the amazing Jennifer Malone Wright. This is the second season for Writer's Cafe, and I'm very proud and pleased to have my dear, dear friend Jennifer Malone Wright join me this season as a co-host. Um, Jennifer, welcome to the show, girl. Well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> and you're, and you're stuff, not laughing man. at me, so I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm holding back. <laughs> you're maintaining composure quite well. Yes. yes. Um, hard. That, and for those of you that don't know, and it would be, I for me, it would be hard to comprehend that people don't know Jennifer Mullen, right? She is the author of the amazing Vampire Hunter Daughter series um, and Keeper versus Reaper series and, oh, girl, name off your series. Come on now. You've got oh, so many books well, out there. Well, those I, are <laughs> the Keeper versus Reaper series is the Graveyard Guardians and um, the Arcadia Falls series is the follow-up series to, it's like the continuation of the Vampire Hunter's Daughter. And then... Um, we have the Once Upon a Zombie Apocalypse series, but we haven't done much with that because KB's been, been pretty sick lately. So, um, And then I just had a new release that I did. I did a big project with uh, 11 other authors. It's 12 authors all together. Um, and the series, they're all standalones, but they're you know in the same world of Saints Grove. And my book was the first one in series, and it just released on the first that's, and that's awesome. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay to writing. Yeah, people um, like it and, because it's got little mythology in it, so I I love I love when um ancient mythology especially is integrated into modern modern storytelling. I do that in in many of my books as well and it's fun. Um, it's fun for me. Um, it, it, here's a funny story, and then we'll get on to our topic, which, by the way, our topic today is, is dealing with negativity in a negatively biased world. Um, 
And we'll hit that in just a minute, but I want to tell you this story. Um, I went to an event with some really good friends of mine just a couple of weeks ago, and um, they were talking about uh, Nordic gods and um, paganism as a whole and stuff, and they asked me a couple of questions, and and I knew the answers because I knew about those gods, and then they asked me about a different one, and I'm like, well... (laughs) Listen, I only know what I've researched, and those gods aren't in any of my books, so I don't know anything about them. (laughs) Right. I've heard the names, but I don't know anything about them. So it was really funny because at first they thought I was really smart, and then they realized, oh, wow, maybe you shouldn't know as much as I thought you did. Right. um, (laughs) Anyhow, and, and for those of you, I guess I should introduce myself just in case you've never heard of me before. Um. I am the author of the Dark Gift series, um, Oceans of Red, Demon Revolution, Getting Over It, and a bunch of other stuff. So um, you can Google me. It shows up. And welcome to the show. Now let's head into negativity. Um, Jen and I uh, talked a lot about yesterday, actually, it would have been a good show. We should have just recorded that, our phone call. Right. Um, I had, a, like, a really good speech to... at the end. I should have written it down because I had, like, a really good speech. I was thinking as we were talking, I'm like, wow, all of these are really good talking points for the show tomorrow. I hope we remember <laughs> Um Things that I, I'm sure none of you, none of you will um, disagree that things have gotten negative in this world. Um, I, I don't... I don't know... Oh, I'm sorry. My brain just froze. I don't, I don't <laughs> know why, what the cause of this is. I don't know that any of us do know the exact cause, but negative seem, negativity seems to be surrounding us. Um, we see it in our news feeds on Facebook and all across social media. You can't hardly turn on the news or the TV without seeing some kind of negative something or other. And in the writing world, this this is something that we've been dealing with for a long time uh, because we have so there's a lot of negativity just in. Um, people judging, you know, your work. Sometimes they judge you personally by your work, um, reviews and whatnot. And then also in dealing with other people within the industry because you can run across that just as much as you can in the workplace and you can run across negative people. Um, So how do we deal with that? Well, Jen, I... You go ahead and then <laughs> you tell them you tell them how you deal with it, and and then I will respond. Mostly, how I've been dealing with it lately is I just get on. Like the biggest thing for me is I get on Facebook. There, I'm seeing like there are either people there. There's a variety of different things I see. You know, a lot of bashing going on about the different things happening within the you know. Um, world today and then there's but then I have the people who are just like I don't even want to get on Facebook because everything I see is bad it's you know it's it's an upsetting place to be 
And that's pretty much what I've been I get on to work. I get on to do what I'm doing because I just can't handle seeing people treating each other the way that they're being, that they're treating each other. So, and it can, it has, it has gotten bad. Well, and especially you see some people you've known for a really long time and, and you, you're like, wow, I can't believe this, that what I just saw. (laughs) And so you just, I just get on there and I do my work and I get off. But, you know, mainly what I do have been doing, uh, I try to remain a positive person always. And, I, yeah, I go through my moments just like anybody else where I, ha- I have some very down times. I do. And I get very, maybe it has to do with depression. I don't know. So I have to, in my own life, as you know, aside from all the social media and aside from everything going on in the work, you know, well, I say workplace, but, you know, online. But as, aside from the workplace, I have to maintain my own positivity. So, you know, I try every day to just read something positive or think a positive thought or do an exercise helps too. I can't do it now because of my leg. We'll get into that later. But, you know, (laughs) I I have to do something to make myself feel positive because all it takes is one positive thing to change your outlook on the whole day. Or do something nice for somebody because that makes you feel good too. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, you know, if you yes, do something yes. nice for somebody, that in turn makes you feel good about yourself as well as, you know, maybe you did something for them and it's going to help them with their day. So one action, one thought can change your whole perspective for the whole day. And it doesn't always work, but it's something that can really help when you go and then you go, you log in, and then you tackle tackle all the negativity and it's easier to kind of blow it off right well i'll tell you i'll tell you a secret which obviously since we're live on air is not going to be a secret for much longer um i i have had the same issue um with my facebook especially because i'm on facebook more than any other um social network for marketing and whatnot talking to my friends and I have started hiding posts um and and deleting some people and and i don't I don't tell them I don't send them messages and say, "Okay, uh, I'm deleting you or I'm hiding your post because of this because uh, freedom of speech to me as a writer is an incredibly important thing, so I am not about to go personally to someone and say, "You should not be writing this um or this is wrong, um, because you're allowed to say whatever you want. It's your page. Do what you want mm-hmm. with it. If I don't like it, I'm not going to be a troll and come and tell you I don't like it. I'm just going to hide your post. If I like you enough that I want to stay friends with you, I'm going to hide your post. If I'm not even sure, and I know we all, as writers, as authors, we all know people, there's all there's people on our friends list that we don't even know. Um there's a lot of people on my friends list. I have no no idea who they are. Um, right. Many of Same whom here. I don't know have ever have even talked to me. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I wonder why they friended me. They don't want to talk to me. Um, and I they, I generally do not go out and friend people. I don't know. You know what I mean? So if they're right. on my list and I don't know it's them, it's because they've sent me a friend's request. Um, anyhow, so I will hide their posts. And if it's somebody I don't know and I see several posts that I find 
defensive or hurtful, I don't am. Uh, and it's really cleaned up my news feed because there for a while, and I struggled with it because I never want to hurt anybody's feelings. I hate thinking I've hurt somebody's feelings. It well, really you know what? The like majority crap. of the time, the majority of the time, they're not even going to know because a lot of these people we don't even communicate with. They they right. probably don't even notice. Right. I, I doubt they do. So. Um, so if now that I've said that, you go and you see that I've unfriended you, right. um, don't be mad at me. This was my way of not being a troll and not um, – I was keeping myself sane and not and not getting intrusive into your life and, and what you're allowed to say because it is your life and you're allowed to say whatever you want. That being said, um, I believe, and I know Jen agrees with me because we talked about this, that we as human beings – have a responsibility to society as a whole to make the world a better place. And we all say things that we shouldn't say, all of us. I have done it myself. I've been caught at the wrong moment and was not as zen as I should have been and not as centered and snapped off something that I should have just kept inside. Um. We all make mistakes, but for the most part, I think putting that positive vibe out as much as possible is really important. I I try to make sure that when I'm posting, I do post things that are inspiring. And if they're not inspiring, you know, the other day I was having a really bad day, and I posted about it. And, I mean, I was down. I was just down. I don't know how many times I cried that morning. And I'm not a big baller unless I'm watching the Fosters and I'll ball my head off. But <laughs> I cried and cried and cried. And and finally, um, it was just a little thing. Sometimes you have to dig deep to find your joy. Mm-hmm. And I was holding my little grandbaby and she was giving me kisses and she just learned to clap her hands. She's nine months old. And she was giving me kisses and cuddles and hugs and, and laughing and clapping her hands and listen, you're a cold-hearted individual if you can hold a nine-month-old doing that and not find some joy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Especially with your grandkids. And and I did. And then, and then I, you know, I had a cup of coffee with some brand-new creamer that was phenomenal and had a, a talk with Jen. And vanilla caramel. I'd never had it before. And, oh, my stars and sparkles, it's amazing. Um, and it's like generic too. It was it was really oh, good. good. <laughs> um, so everybody went to the store and get you some vanilla caramel because <laughs> <laughs> that's the cheap stuff too. And it was it was phenomenal. It was a perfect cup of coffee. Um, and you that. know what? I found my joy in the smiles and kisses of a baby and a cup of coffee and and a short chat with a dear friend. Um, and sometimes you need to go was, and search. That was Don't me, you think? I think. You to... It was you. <laughs> it was you. I, uh, sometimes you really have to search for that joy that will help you overcome the negativity in your life. Um, and it can be anything. I mean, as writers, we deal with, sometimes we deal with other writers that, that I don't know what they got their panties in a bunch over. I probably shouldn't have just said that on air, but sometimes you deal with people that are just very negative in the industry. 
And then, of course, you're dealing with scammers. Um, mm-hmm. You're dealing with people stealing your stuff um, because piracy is at an all-time high. Um, you're dealing with bad reviews tonight. <laughs> I got bad reviews on I don't the brain know, maybe. <laughs> You know, there, there's because all manner of things that we deal with. Part of what we... Right. <laughs> no, you go ahead. We have a three-minute delay, so if it sounds like we're just buttoning and cutting each other off, there's there's a delay that makes it difficult for us to know when the other one has stopped. So we're not being rude to each other. That's just how it is. <laughs> Interesting. But that's and that's just within the industry. Now that doesn't that doesn't have in, even take into account that we've got uh, fake publishers out there trying to take advantage of us. We've got. Um, very large companies that distribute our books, not naming any names, that don't always handle business in a timely fashion or in a way that we feel is appropriate. And then on top of all of that, we're human and we have families and children and husbands and grandchildren and and there's that normal negativity that, that's infecting their lives at all. And that makes it hard. And I'm not trying to say that authors got it worse than everybody else. Please don't think that. I'm just saying. No, this really applies to everybody in life, though. I mean, right, to everybody right. and everything. Because just because we're talking about writers and negativity, I mean, everybody is experienced this, experiencing this negativity. If you're on social media, you're experiencing it. You know, right. and it's hard no matter what your job is, you know, because I bet, you know, like I worked at, you know, I don't know if we're allowed to say names on this, you know, but I worked at like Walmart and uh, the negativity that comes through there is just as bad as what I experience. Oh yeah. on, On a daily basis, you know? And so people who have to deal with people in any way, you're going to experience negativity. And, you just have to figure out a way to to not let that toxic that to- toxicity ugh, however you say it get into you. You know right. you have to just well, it, let it go. It's it's a matter of I believe acknowledging that it's there, um, and then making a choice combined with effort to rid your life of it. You're not going to rid your life of all negativity. You're just, you're not. Um, That was one of the things when I was in the hospital in April um, and I first found out that I have congestive heart failure. The doctor said, um, you need to rid your life of all stress. And I laughed because at the time (laughs) I was working as a reporter for a newspaper and and I and I said to him, "Have you met my children?" <laughs> okay. And I love my kids. I I have wonderful kids. I'm telling you, I'm so proud of all of them. They've grown <laughs> up to be such wonderful people. Um, and now they, you have a lot of kids as well, things. like I do. Yeah, yeah. They they I do have a big family, but you know, there's always stress, even because they have things that are going on in their lives that, although it's not happening in my life it's still you worry when you're a parent you worry about well if they're having money problems well how are they going to 
pay their bills and what how, how, do they have enough food to eat or you know what I mean? Because some everybody oh, goes through rough times or or marriage issues or you know maybe a kid's get in trouble at school or there's always something to worry about when you have children and when you have as many as I have and you have because you have a huge family too. Um, there's there's rarely a day that something doesn't occur that you think, oh, sweet baby Jesus, not again. <laughs> I know, right now. Like, like, but your kids are, like, grown now, so mine are small. So, like, our situations of, oh, heavens, why is this happening, are two totally different things. Like, right, mine right. still of, like, just <laughs> small children type things and school things. Like, even this morning, my daughter was like, Mom, I need money. I've, I've got an away game. I need money and some snacks. And I'm like, are you kidding me? What? You know, I'm not prepared for this this morning. <laughs> you know, she needed it, like, right then. I'm like, I don't have that stuff for you. So it's just small things. And now I'm, like, worried but all she, day, you know. I, I remember that. I remember... Uh, I had one, and I'm not going to call her out on it, but one of my daughters, when she was in, oh, was she in eighth grade? This child could not remember to take a blessed thing to school. And every day, and at the time I was a stay-at-home mom, um, every day she would call and she would say, Mom, I forgot my science book. I need you to bring it because my homework's in it. Or, Mom, I forgot my English book. And if I don't if I don't have this paper or that paper turned in, I'm gonna get a zero. Every day it was something, and in between I'd get a call from one of the other kids because at, at the time we had seven kids in school. You know, I fell on the playground, um, I ripped my pants, or you know, whatever. And I would every day have to go to the school to take something before I finally. And this, sorry, this isn't supposed to turn into a parenting thing, but. I finally just told him, you know what, if you forget it, that's it. You don't have it. Because I, I was I was spending a ridiculous amount of time between seven kids in school running back and forth to four different schools. Yeah, to not take to get these on the parenting topic, but I, I totally agree because I'm at a point where, like, it, we're enabling them to forget it if we keep bringing it. So yeah. you just got to let them, unless it's like, you know, lunch, you know, and they're not going to eat. That's like a different thing. I get, you know, right. I, 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 I would take the lunch or whatever. But uh, I just had a thing, like I put lunch money on my kid's account and my son bought like a whole bunch of other stuff at school. Uh, like on the, cause I didn't realize oh. you could buy like snacks and treats and stuff. And so he was spending all the money. He's like, oh, I'm out of lunch money. And I was like, what? I just put money on your account. And I went and I looked, and he was buying, like, beef jerkies and chips and, like, all kinds of treats. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. We laugh about well, it now, but then we're like. <laughs> right. At the time, it's not really funny. Um, but... <laughs> It's well, I mean, and that's still. I, I bet. I I I would have been too. I, I'm telling you, would have. But I remember, but I guess what you know, I. Oh, go ahead. That that's one of the things I, I'm sure with all, my children all grown and and Jens are still fairly young. We do have a long a lot of conversations over the phone about our kids and family and 
And Jen's always roaming about saying, I'm I'm sorry. And I'm like, you know what? I remember clearly. And all I can tell you is just keep breathing because this too will pass. <laughs> I guess that what, you know, what, since we got kind of off topic, not really, what we're trying to get at is like these little things all add to the negative, like the, like you're just having a hard day and then one of these things, happen, you know, and you're like, oh, right. on top of everything else, you know, so all the it little can blow things your world up for a day. Yeah. Definitely. Go ahead. But That's all I wanted to say. I'm trying really hard to just have this <sighs> inner peace that, you know, and for, for me personally, exercise has really helped me. I know a lot of other people can't do that, um, you know, and I know a lot of us as writers, drink a, like a lot of coffee and caffeine and or whatever it might be mm-hmm. but that also will cause anxiety if you drink coffee all day long it is not good for you <laughs> and i am the biggest coffee lover i mean i was at a point where i was drinking like two pots a day to myself you know and you just you've got to cut it off you've got to stop doing that good for you you've got to drink water or something else that's good for you because that stuff I discovered, it causes me anxiety, which I already have anyway, and it doesn't help me in the long run. So, you know. Right. Right. Um, And and you know what? That's a good good, um, segue, actually, to move in to the next segment Um, because I think we really – talked about everything we needed to as as far as I'm concerned anyhow with negativity is is just it's a choice you know it's a choice to to be positive to put that out there to make the effort to put that out there um there there oh I want to say one thing about it though okay go ahead okay I I'm I think we said this yesterday in some way when we talked uh spoke about what we were going to talk about on the show because I got really into what I was saying and I start getting on a roll, but we look at our kids bullying and being bullied yes. in school. And any parent, if you, if somebody said the things you are saying online to your child, wouldn't you be angry? And we are the leaders. We're the ones, the examples, you know, and we're the ones who are supposed to be teaching our children how to be in life, to be good people. You know, yet we're right. the ones out there doing the bullying. We're the ones behind the keyboards, behind whatever, saying things to other people that you would never say to people in real life or that you would never want someone to say to your child or your child to say to someone else. You know, right. so we're trying to stop bullying. We're trying to stop all this stuff, but we're out there making people hurt. We're out there right. causing negativity and being part of the toxic environment. And we just want to be, you know, you want your kids to be somebody that you would want to be friends with in life, that you would want to be a part of your life, you know. So teach your kids to be the right way by being an example. You know, think about when you're writing something, if you would want someone to say that to your child or if you would want your child to say that to somebody else. Because you know what? It's happening everywhere. And we, we just need to be better examples. Right. Well, I agree, hundred <laughs> percent. The anonymity of of this age of internet has caused people who 
would it never in a million years have dreamed to say something nasty, to become outright bullies. Um, it, even, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever watched the show Catfish. I, it's one of my guilty pleasures. I like that show. But even in the form of pretending to be other people just so that they can be super mean and super ugly. And and by the time they get to these, they find these people that are catfishing. And they always have a painful, hurtful story about how they were bullied and they were picked on. And, and they chose this course of action to get back at first the people that were bullying them, but then it spread, it became far-reaching, and they're doing it to other people. And this is not okay. I know no. it's just my opinion. You know, opinions are like, you know what, and everybody has one. But I, it's not okay to do that. Any more than it's okay for a child who is molested to turn into a molester, although it's understandable. Psychologically speaking, I'm not justifying yeah. that. Yeah. It's still not okay. You know, I, one of the things, this is my biggest pet peeve. I'm going to get on a soapbox. We were supposed to be done with this section. Um, one of my biggest pet peeves is when people say, well, that's just the way I am. Because you know what? Jeffrey Dahmer was just the kind of person that liked to eat people, and that's not freaking okay. Just because. You feel like it's in your nature to be a cannibal doesn't mean that it's okay to be a cannibal. And it goes that way. That's that's broad-reaching as far as I'm concerned. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be making people feel bad. That There may be people listening right now that are feeling bad thinking, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have said something. Listen, folks, we all say things that we're not supposed to say or we shouldn't say all of us make mistakes. None of us are perfect. But today is a good day, and every day is a good day to start over with a clean slate and make a difference mm-hmm. in not only your, your own life, but in everybody else's. Now, that's just my opinion. Um, and always remember and that you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. That's right. That's right. And if you're finding – I have seen – I cannot even – count the amount of authors I've seen lately saying that's it, I'm done. I'm done with Facebook, I'm done with social media. Some I've seen, I'm, I'm done with writing, period. I can't take it. Um, and it, it just breaks that's my so heart hurtful. because it is. they're giving oh. up their dream because somebody else is a jerk. I, I, it's It's terrible. There's well, no you know me, I'm the biggest advocate. Mm, sorry, I cut you off again. No, you go right ahead, honey. Oh, I, I was just going to say, you know, I'm the biggest advocate. I'm one of the, of you know, going after what you want, trying hard, and, you know, helping other people out. I just, I don't understand why people would want to be mean and bring other people down. It's just beyond my comprehension why people do that. I, I don't understand it at all. And because I just well, I, somebody asked me for help, I help. From a psychological standpoint, the, the normal textbook reason for that would be they have a low self-esteem and they want to make themselves feel better, so they cut other people down around them so that they can feel better about it. Um, I, that's the textbook definition, mm-hmm. I believe. I, I don't, not that I'm a psychiatrist or psychologist, so y'all don't go there. <laughs> but... 
I uh, I think that there there can be many there's many many reasons why people feel the need to do that. Um, I, I really hope that I don't have anybody on my friends list that's like that. I, I really hope I don't. Um, I don't. We talked about this yesterday. I don't want to be friends with people that are that are that way. I don't want to be friends with people who are cruel. And there's a difference between t- being between being tough and cruel. Um, there's there's there a big is. difference between that. I I am probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I love people, even though I'm prone to saying oh, I hate people. <laughs> I I love people. I love to help people. I, I I like to know that I different, even if it's very small, in somebody's life and make their day better. Um, it makes me feel good, really good, to be able to do that. But I, you know, there are lines. People start messing with my kids or my grandkids. Girl, let me tell you, you would not recognize me <laughs> because Everybody's suddenly. Like that. Everybody's like that. When it comes to your kids, the mama bear comes out. Yeah, they, there are lines that can be crossed. And I've seen some of the sweetest people. Especially, <laughs> I've seen some of the sweetest people like online, and then you see them post something about like what happened to their kids or something, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's like that. It's, it's, uh, I I am that person that gets my dander up, or or when I when I read something or see something, especially something that has to do with child abuse or domestic violence, um, those those two topics can flip a switch in my head that turns me into Xena Warrior Princess, and without the princess, but <laughs> it just. It doesn't end well. Sometimes I have to get a hold of myself and say, okay, this is not who you want to be. And and that's it. I think really, for me, that's the crux of it. Who do you want to be? What kind of yep. life do you want to have? You can tell me. You say, hey, Willow, you don't know what you're talking about. You're full of crap. Um, you don't know my life. You know what? I don't know your life. But I know this. Life is all about choices. And we choose. We choose to live the way we're living um, if if you can't take it, change it. As one of the rules in AA, I learned this from my ex-mother-in-law. She told me, um, I don't remember exactly how she said it, but something about change. Change is important. And if you change, the only thing you control is yourself. If you change exactly. yourself, everyone around you will change. Some of them will change for the good. Some of them will change for the bad. And the ones that change for the bad are the ones you need to walk away from and stay away from. And when she said it to me, I, I, I knew it was truth. I knew it was truth. Um, that meant that I actually divorced her son. But <laughs> it was great advice. Your mom told me to. <laughs> Your mom told me I had to leave you, buddy. I'm so, sorry that you suck so bad. Um oh, no. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. There's a lot of people right. for a place to happen. Um, but yeah, it it's it's about choices, and and I I encourage you to make the choice to strip negativity from your life as much as you can. Uh, listen, it's helped me so much. I cannot begin to tell you how different my day is just from getting rid of just the negative Facebook nonsense. 
just that. And it doesn't mean that I'd rather put my head in the sand and not be well informed in what in what's going on. Um, but you know what? I, I don't want to live my life wallowing around in a mud pit mm-hmm. and feeling terrible and being upset. I can't. I mean, I have a heart condition, so I really can't do that because, you know, it might not be a, a good thing. Well, it won't end well. My doctors promised me that. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so I have the to. Thing, as, as far as, like, with the Facebook or whatever, you know, the or I guess we – social media, you know what, you can choose not to be online. You know, some people, yeah, you have work to do, you know, go on there, do your work or whatever. But you know what, you can schedule posts. You can, mm-hmm. you don't have to look at everything going on on there. I tell you what, I get on and I post things and I don't even look at other stuff sometimes. You know, a lot of times I do because I like, I'm a good person. I like to share other people's things and whatnot, you know. Um, but a lot of people have learned over time you've got to, you know, just message me and I'll share for you or whatever. But, you know, the the last couple of weeks, I have literally put my stuff down over a couple of days and just not gotten on there except just to update or whatever. I have not. Yes. Because I know that it makes me feel bad. And, you know, this is why I'm glad that you talked about it happening in real life because, you know, in real life too, you, it's okay to walk away from people who are not good for you. But sometimes it takes a yeah. while to realize that. You know, I've lost best friends and people who, you know, I thought at the time really mattered, but I realized have only were feeding negativity into my life. And, right. you know, I cannot, even with my own issues, I cannot have their issues as well. You know, yes, I'll help them or whatever, but if they're just making my life worse, how is that, <coughs> how is that helping anyone? You know, so, yeah, it's it's okay. It's okay to be off social media. It's okay to... It's okay to put go. the phone down. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's so okay many, to not I, answer the uh, call. Yes. Yes, it is all right to not answer your phone. You don't feel guilty when a bill collector calls and you don't pick up the phone. You should not feel bad. (laughs) You should not feel bad if somebody calls and you don't feel like talking and you just are taking this time for yourself. Um, Because you're allowed to take time for yourself. That's allowed. I've done a lot of personal assistant work, too, and so I was, like, in this mode where if they messaged me, I would message right back, no matter what time mm-hmm. of day or night. It did not matter, you know, and so I've started, I've cut down on a lot of the clients that I have. Um, I only have one right now, so, you know, unless it's, unless it's him, <laughs> I don't... You know, if somebody messages me, I'm like, okay, I don't have to answer this right now. Because I was at a point, like, I'd be out jogging, and I couldn't, I was like, I have to bring my phone just in case somebody calls me or messages me and needs right. something. You know, but in my head, I'm like, what am I going to do from here? You know, <laughs> jogging. Right. So, I mean, it, but you get in this mindset of, like, right now, right now, right now, right now. Take time for yourself and do something for yourself. I got to a point where I wasn't taking care of myself because I was so right. low. That, like, I wouldn't, you know, I hadn't got my hair cut. I wasn't getting my eyebrows done. And those little things as girls matter. 
you know, there are things you need to take care of yourself. And that and will help here, you. Too. Here is our perfect segue again into the next part of the show, which is Let's do it. Let's good go on. Things. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Good things. You know, listen, um, because this is we're going to keep this section in our show. We're going to have it every week. Um, and talk about good things we've seen, good good things that we find helpful in our lives, not only as writers, but as mothers or grandmothers or people in general. Um, part of this section, and uh, everybody, please either call in, you can you can message our fan pages, whatever. We are going to have a motivational VIP every week. We want you guys to nominate, and we will nominate them ourselves until you guys start sending in names. And we want to, these people are people that are inspirational to you, people that are uplifting to you, people that you think or that you want to reward just because they're good people. They don't have to be Mother Teresa. They don't have to, you know, spend their life in a soup kitchen working for free. Just somebody who makes you happy and makes an effort to make the world a better place, no matter how small. It doesn't matter if it's just Facebook posts, whatever. Your motivational VIP. We want you to message message us and nominate them. And then we will choose through those names. Uh, Give us a little bit of backstory, please. And they win free stuff from us. Um, We want to pay it forward. We want you to help us pay it forward by recognizing wonderful people um, that maybe wouldn't get recognized any other way. And we'll talk, we picked a motivational VIP for this week. We'll talk about her um, at the end of this segment. But right now, I want to talk about my co-host, who is a beast, (laughs) (laughs) who just, I, I want you to tell me about the mud run. Uh, tell us all about the mud run and what that was like for you because you obtained a fairly severe injury and you finished. Yeah, and holy it was crap. <laughs> so I did something called the Tough Mudder, which is, I mean, I know I've been posting about it a lot, so probably most of the people listening have seen something about it. But it's 10 to 13 miles depending on the course. I think ours was just a little over 10 with 20-plus obstacles. Um, and some of the obstacles are fairly simple and some are not. Um, so my husband ran the race before me, and he finished it in like three hours or something. <laughs> and so he he got back. We took our kids to the mini mother, and then it was my start time. So I went, and I, I started off by myself. And then uh, he joined up with me about a mile in, I think. But anyway, I got to about, I started off strong, and I did the, you know, I crawled under the barbed wire and did some other stuff. I went through this tube and fell in the water and climbed over some stuff. And then I got to, some at mile three, I got to something called the Berlin Walls, which the, I think one is eight feet, and one is either 10 or 12 feet. I don't know. Um, but one is a little taller than the other one. And so I got over the wall, and I dropped down, and I was fine. And then I got over the next wall. Of course, my husband helped me up 
the wall. <laughs> and then I dropped down uh, and my knee, I, I must have landed wrong, and my knee completely dislocated. My kneecap went all the way off to the side. And I was really ticked off because I've been training and, like, working out really hard since April to do this. And so I was really prepared, I, you know, and I was mad. I was yelling at everybody about how, mile three, are you kidding me? How could this happen? And I made the photographers come over and take a picture of me because I thought they were going to make me leave the race. Um, you know, I thought it was just a given. Oh, yeah. we got to get you out of here, you know. But for one, the tickets for these are not cheap. And, you know, so that's one thing. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't super concerned about money at the time as I am about, like, I had a goal. This is a big deal for me, like as in right. for myself, something I wanted to do. Well, you worked so hard. You trained so right. hard for this. I did. I mean, and, I, you know, you just don't get. Go ahead, honey. Like, I just couldn't, like, in my head, I, for one, it was very painful. And I, I think a string of cuss words came out of my mouth more than I've ever cussed in, like, the last year. Um, and I, it was like white, hot, black stars, pain. It was horrible. So finally when the pain subsided and, you know, the medics came over and they were like, well, do you want to go out of the race? And I was like, do I have a choice? And they were like, yeah, they were like you out. And I mean, there's people finishing on crutches. And I was like, oh, let me get up and walk around and see how I feel. And I took some steps and I was like, you know what, I think, I think I can do this, and if it gets too hard, I'll just I'll just go out. And they were like, or you can give us a call. We'll bring you some crutches, whatever. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. So we went up the the first thing we had to do was a hill, uh, you know, just walking up a hill. It wasn't an obstacle. So I got up there, and then I did um uh the next obstacle is something called the Liberator. And what this is, it's just like a triangle thing with a wall that you have to climb up. You have to put the pegs in. You have to climb it by putting the pegs in, and then it has foot spaces on the side. And I looked at it, and I just broke down crying because I was like, I can't do that. I cannot put my feet in there. (laughs) You know, I can't lift my weight. And I just started crying. And the lady overseeing the event, she was like, you know, I explained what had happened. And she was like, now, before I go on, I just want to say Tough Mudder is not a race. It's a challenge and what it, a self-challenge. And what it is is their focus is teamwork and camaraderie. Some of these obstacles are made so that you cannot do them by yourself. So I didn't realize the, the hugeness of that until I was hurt. And so she was like, fellow mudders, we are going to get her up over this wall. She got hurt and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and everybody's like, woo, yay. And all I, next thing I know, I grabbed the pegs and everybody was just pushing me, pushing me up. And I got to the top and then people were helping me down. And when I got to the ground, there was a burst of applause and I cried again. <laughs> and so that at the next obstacle, which was, is called the mud mile, there's, big ditches and you have to go over and up and over up and over four huge mud ditches filled with water and people were in there lifting me up my husband I would jump in and he would catch me because that so I didn't impact my leg 
and then people would lift me up over the next one. I'd wait for my husband, and we'd repeat, repeat, repeat. And by the end of this, I realized that there was another team that was with us still from the first obstacle, the Liberator. And they were counting their team, you know, and they were like, okay, it's 11. And, and we were like, wait, how many is on your team? And they were like, oh, n- nine. And we said, well, we thought you said 11. And they were like, oh, that's including you. <laughs> they adopted us. And uh-huh. all the way up until mile five, which is where they ended their race, they helped me do every single thing. And they walked with me. They weren't running. They, you know, they helped me and my husband. The next obstacle after that was literally one that nobody can do by yourself. It's called the pyramid scheme. And you have to, like, climb up over people. Like, it's really not fun to drag your body over the top of other people. <laughs> but they just pushed me up there. And, you know, I, I did this whole race. I finished 10 miles. They finished and left us at the half point and I was like I could quit here and go get a you know a finisher for half for the half mother mm-hmm. but my husband was like you do what you want he wasn't pushing me either way but I knew I would kick myself in the butt if I didn't finish so I only skipped two obstacles the whole 10 miles and that was two that I knew I could not do <laughs> and I know this story is getting long but my point is is you know I finished and it took me like six hours or something to finish, five or six hours. But I did it, and I did it injured, you know, and I was plunged into icy cold water, like literally a bin of ice water. Um, I got electrocuted. <laughs> there's, oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, but there is something that I really, really learned. Like, I learned that I have something inside me. This is not something you would have ever caught me doing before. I am not an athletic person. I, I I really don't like running. I don't like it. You know, I don't like being physically active, but there there's several things I learned about this race. For one, never underestimate the teamwork. Teamwork and camaraderie are what yeah. get us through this world, not only just that race, you know, because look at the riding community. You know, we have to help each other. Go through it alone. You have to have, you can't right. just put your stuff out there and then expect it to blow up. It doesn't work that way. You, we have to help each other and lift us up over the obstacles and, you know, and help us down, you know, so that we don't hurt ourselves. And another thing I learned is that I, when I crossed that finish line, I was on, I was high on empowerment for like a week. I could not, I was mm-hmm. like, I did it. I'm a badass. Sorry, but you know, I and that's something I like. I chanted to myself the whole time through the pain and everything. I was like, I'm BA, I'm BA, I'm BA. And you know, and some of these people they walk by and they're like, You're a beast, this is you at beast mode, you know. And they blew up my head about the whole thing. You know, everybody was talking about how great I I was because I did it, you know. But it's I, I cannot explain, I can't even put into words how it makes you feel to do something that you said you were going to do and and actually do it. You know, something big, you know, to go through right. something. And when something, you know, because I told my husband, I was like, maybe there was a higher power involved, you know, because I knew that I wanted to do this, you know, but maybe I had to really injure myself and really fall to find out what I had really did have inside me. You find something that's strength, that some kind of strength, and it makes you see the world through a whole different set of eyes. 
Yeah. So it, it was just, and the team that helped me, I can't find them. I haven't been able to talk to them, but they were like the most amazing people. You know, when we left them, we all hugged and everything because I couldn't have done that first couple of miles after I got injured without them. I couldn't have. They were my saviors. Well, and, and that's, that's definitely a good thing. You know, there's a lot of wonderful people in this world, um, which is, is why here's a good segue into the motivational VIP, um, which is one of the reasons why Jen and I, when we were talking about our vision for this show and what we wanted to do, um, wanted to have a weekly um, VIP. Uh, my personal, I, and I have many, I have many people who lift me up. I, my I have relatives, my nieces are just amazing and my friends are amazing and um my adopted mom Teresa Johnson is probably my my <laughs> motivational VIP um cuz sometimes sometimes it's not just about lifting you up sometimes it's about giving you an attitude adjustment too and she's yeah. very astute in in both areas <laughs> yeah She's yeah. quick to give a hug or kick my ass, <laughs> depending on yep. what's needed. Sometimes we time. need that, though. Yes, yes, we do need that, and and those people um, should be recognized. Never, never, ever, ever miss the opportunity to say thank you and I love you to the people in your life who propel you forward. Um, thank you is one of the most important things that you can say. I, I think thank you is almost more important than I love you because we hear I love you all the time. People say, love you, love you, love you. Um, I know when I lived in the South, like everybody said, okay, love you. Um, they'd say that to people they barely knew. So you know they didn't really love you. It was just something to say. Um, but thank you, so very important, not enough of that going around. Um, that's why Jen and I, after discussion, nominated this week's motivational VIP. Her name is Bella Doris. I hope I pronounced your name right, Bella. Um, I wish we had a, re- a I round have- of applause button. I know. Yay. Woo. <laughs> Yay. Did that sound like an audience for like, <sighs> right. just a creepy guy breathing <laughs> in his <book. laughs> Um Bella has been a part of my street team since the very first day I decided I was going to try a street team. Um, I, she has been there this whole time. And even there's been times where I just set the street team down because it just, it, was wasting their time and it became too um, too much work to because I, I don't know, we tried all kinds of stuff but anybody's yeah. had a street team is probably going oh my gosh you know what you're talking about uh, but she's been there nonstop since the beginning I mean and I mean since the beginning of my writing career really because I think she was one of the first few people that even liked my fan page the day that Paranormal Reads um, found me and started pimping my fan page. I had like 30 people that were just all friends and family. 
mm-hmm. and they found me and started sniffing me. I think she was one of the first few to even like my fan page. Um, she is an amazing person. She she works hard. She works all these long hours, and then she comes home and she promotes authors. And I mean, it's not just me, folks. This she is just promoting and promoting and promoting all the time. She's an avid reader and is an author herself. And I never see her promote her own stuff. In fact, nope. when I told her we chose her for this, I said, I need to know what you've written because I don't. I, you have to refresh my memory. I never see you promote on it. Um, so Bella has has written um, three, three stories. They're in anthologies. One is called All Hallows' Eve, which is actually free. I love I love this anthology is the author's name is Hal L. Oween. Um super <laughs> cute. And she has a story in All Hallows Eve. She also has a story in another anthology called The Darwin Murders and another one called Bump Off Your Enemies. Um I don't know. I don't think those are free. I'm not. I'm not certain, but I know All Hallows Eve is. So go grab that. Go get and it on Amazon. And it's the perfect time of year. Go grab your Halloween yeah. story. Yeah. Go, go grab it and and help those authors out. Um, it's a free book, and you know, <laughs> everybody loves a free and book. Thanks. I mean, I do. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and thank you thank for being you. so motivational, Bella. You know, this is yes, the kind of people you. that we. She's never, like, asked for anything in return, and she's just always there to to be positive and be a good person. And right. I've never personally seen anything other than anything positive from her. So. Oh, yeah. You know. In fact, I'm going to go through. I hope she doesn't get mad at me. I'm on her Facebook page right now because it's it's not just – she she's not just um, – promoting she is a positive person and she promotes positivity the 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 things that she shares are just so cute and so sweet and and little I poems you on um, facebook right now <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's it's just night um here here's one here's a post that she posted um, in the dark of the moon, I light my candle for those who need, for those in pain. May all be well on the rise of the day for all the blessings I have now and those that will come with tomorrow. I am thankful. Um, she just is a precious person, and we adore her, and we this is our thank you to Bella. And, and next week, and Bella, um, you need to... She already has everything that I've ever written, so I can't really give her anything. <laughs> so, Dad, you can uh, message Jen. Um, I know she's on your friends list. I think she's on, on your friends list. Or message me. I'll just send and, it to her. And collect your prize. Um, and next week, we will have a new motivational VIP that we have chosen as well. We will continue to choose these VIPs until you guys start sending us your own VIPs. And and I really, I really want you to send us people. I, they don't have to be great book promoters of yours. They don't have to be just people. Just motivational in any way. 
Right. Anyway, and and we will tell their backstory, recognize them for the awesomeness that they are, and give them free stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> come on. You can't beat the free stuff. And which are books, which brings us to the entertainment section of our show called Books and Things. Before we move on, I want to say our good good friend, J.H. Glaze, our big brother, says, I'm listening. Say, oh, God, there's a spider. (laughs) And then he said, say it. (laughs) Oh, God, there's a spider. (laughs) And actually, I just saw one on my outside door, and I was like, I should kill that thing because it's crawling. You know what? He's totally at work right now. He's he's yeah. at his day job right now at two o'clock. So, JH, haha. Um, I hope you don't get in trouble since we just totally blew your cover. Whatever pop machine you're hiding behind, you better get back to your desk. <laughs> <laughs> we love and we him. Love you. Yes. yes, we do. We love him a lot. He's gonna come By on with way, us sometime. Yes, he is, and and. That clock that you made that you posted on Facebook with the octopus, I want that for my granddaughter's room. Let's let's him Jeff real quick while we're doing this. Okay. It, not only is he an author, he is been him and his wife have been making these amazing magnets that they only and like little crafty art things that they only sell at the at the conventions because they do a lot of, yeah. of of conventions and shows and things and you can only get them there and so go find his page and like it because or uh, check out his profile because he posts pictures of them and they're teasers because you can only get them at the shows. <laughs> yeah, and they're so one of a they're kind. Really he hand makes them. Yeah, they make them and they are adorable and sometimes very creepy. They're, yeah, I I love them. I love them. My whole refrigerator would be covered with his magnets if if I right. could uh, if I could right. actually afford to purchase them. Okay, <laughs> we're not gonna get into I know, right? poor kid though. Um, okay, <laughs> books and things. Um, I don't know if you folks know who Julian Lynch is. I hope you do. Um, she do. is a UK author. Um. I have recently, and this is this is my book river, review for her, um, I have recently read um, her book, Within the Shadows. And it is, I'm looking it up right now just to make sure I that I don't give you still. false information. I think so. Why is this? I wrote her name in Amazon, and, you know, it came up with a kid's book. That's not hers. Um, anyhow, I recently read this book. Danya has read this book, so um, I'm excited to have a discussion with her about it. Um, first off, I, I have to say I, her main character, Giselle, is awesome. Um, i got to admit, to start with, Julian, oh, if she's listening, she's going to be mad. I to start with, I, I was like, boy, she's just a whiny little shit, isn't she? Um, but then... The main character, not the, not Julianne. <laughs> no, not Julianne, the main character. Did that. At first, I was like, I was wanting to jump in the story and go, oh, girl, come on, come to it, wake up. Wait. 
And she she brought this her character building with Giselle was just freaking phenomenal. It was just phenomenal because she went from this this really kind of spoiled, petulant teenage girl to this woman. She grew into this woman who was not to be crossed. And this is just in the first book. Um mm-hmm. And so many things, all the twists and turns um, that came in this book. I decided I was going to take a reading day, and I have to admit, sadly, that I don't read as often as, as I'd like to. Um, it's it's just a time thing. I just don't always have time. But I had decided that I, I needed that imprint in my head. Um, I needed to just get out of the world for a little bit and go lose myself in a book. And I started this book at, I don't know, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning. And I read until I think I finished it late that night. I, I know I finished it. If it wasn't... I finished it rather quickly myself. Yeah, I, I could, I literally could not put it down. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to blow smoke up everybody's butt. I mean, I literally couldn't put it down. I walked around the house. I took my kids to the bathroom. I was sitting there reading while I was eating. I did not. <laughs> put my, my, my son comes in. He, his wife had made dinner that night. And my, and my son comes in, and he's like, I'm sitting there with my Kindle propped on a pillow and eating on my bed. I'm sitting on my bed eating because I, I wanted it to be quiet. And he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm, I can't. Stop! I gotta know what's happening next, and he just shook his head and walked out. Um, but it really is that good. Very rarely do I finish a book that the moment I'm done, I'm ready to start on the next one. Yeah, and it's the same you, with me. The moment, the moment I finished it, I, I was I was wanting to go get the next one, and I the only reason I didn't. Um, by the way, that's a Shadow World novel, and it's um, mm-hmm. a three-book series for anyone that's that's well, interested. And my review is in the editorial reviews, uh, part of mine anyway. But I wanted to mention also, I'm looking at her editorial reviews here, and um, who is the author of the Blood Vivicanti? is also Anne Rice's assistant, and he left an editorial mm-hmm. review for her. Uh, woo, go Julianne. Big deal, yeah. <laughs> he says, Julianne Lynch is a truly gifted writer. Her story is compelling, intelligent, and fun. And then I said, Julianne Lynch is the creator of worlds and has woven a beautiful yet dark story that sucks you in and leaves you dying for more. Love, loyalty, and passion run thick in this wonderfully written story. So, woo. Yeah, it, it it was amazing. It was amazing. And there were times, I, I swear to you, there were a couple of times that I, I teared up. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, me too. I, it just kind of tore my heart out. Um, that, that, well, I can't because we promised we were not going to do spoilers when Jen and I discussed doing these mm-hmm. book reviews yeah, on the show. So, but there was, there was one time in particular that, I mean, I my heart stopped in my chest and I gasped and the tears just started flowing and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to kill this woman when I finally need it. <laughs> I can't believe she tore my heart out like that. Um, it, was, it was great though. So, and it is absolutely free 
on Kindle. So go get it. Go get it. Go download it and um, enjoy it. I, I know you'll enjoy it because it was absolutely wonderful. Um, and that is and find Julianne my, on social media too because she's always got some quirky, funny things to say. And um, I love her posts. I do. Me too. <laughs> me too. And if you are lucky enough to catch a video, you'll get to hear her very beautiful accent. <laughs> I yes yes and well what we talked this morning she and I because I gave her a heads up we were going to do a, a a review on her book and I told her I wanted to have her on the show but I, I was trying to figure out I need to talk to somebody techie because I know we can do it with the Skype. time changes and the time changes and and the calling in could be a difficult difficulty for people that are out of country because I would cause right. them a fortune. So right. once no we kidding. get that figured out, <laughs> once we get that figured out, I'm gonna see if we can't get her to come on because I don't know that she knows this, but I kind of stalk her on Facebook. Like I see her all right over. Oh, so <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> well, I stalked the cover of her new um, release. Oh my goodness! Hot, can you say hot? Oh my gosh! You know that almost makes me want a boyfriend. <laughs> Not quite, but almost. I mean, almost, almost. Uh, there are other things in books and things. Um, movies. Listen, I I recently saw Now You See Me Too. I rented it from Redbox. Have you seen that yet? What? Say it again. I didn't hear. Now You See Me Too. Have you seen it yet? Oh, I saw the first one. I haven't seen the second one yet, but I want to. Oh, my stars and sparkles. Let me tell you something. <laughs> when I saw that Daniel Radcliffe, because everybody that knows me knows that I am a huge Potterhead. I'm totally in love with Harry Potter. Um, I don't care if that makes me weird because I'm almost 50, but still, totally in love with Harry Potter. I, and when I saw he was going to be in it and he was supposed to play a villain, I thought, what is he doing to my little boy? I was right. like, can't do this to my little boy. He was phenomenal. Blew it out of the park, man. He was so believable as this little crazy lunatic, neurotic dude. He, he was perfect. I would, I couldn't, and I love the cast of Now You See Me. Um, I, I, I've been a fan of Mark. Is it Garofalo? I never say his name right. I've, yeah, I've been a fan of him for a long time. Um. And the kid from Zombieland. I can't even remember his name, but I love him. I can't I, even. I, I, I've, I've seen a bunch of his movies. I loved him in Alta. That was really great. Yeah, me too. Um, even though I had my least favorite actress in it. No, I'm not going to Sorry, <laughs> Kristen. I mean that. Um, anyhow, I, the, the cast was, was great. And for him as an addition to the cast was just even better. And I, I believe that they've set it up have a third one, and I hope they do. I'll be really disappointed if they don't because that cast just works. Those characters are so lovable. And listen, the special effects in this movie, I, I mean, this is out on Redbox now, guys, so if you haven't seen it, go get it. It's fifty. The special effects alone are to die for. They, they really, I think that's what maybe took them so long to get it out was because Probably. they worked so hard on the special effects. But I mean, it was just mind-blowingly good. I didn't even pause it to go to the bathroom. That's saying something for me. 
Um, I just watched the whole <laughs> I know, TMI. Um, but it, it was great. It was phenomenal. I've what been to Billy Watson's binge. Huh? What, what have you been checking out lately? Oh, I've been too busy binge watching. I, well, first I wrote a book, and I had, like, beginning of the year uh, school stuff, which took up a lot of time, and then Tough Nutter training and all that. But um, so Okay, wait, stop, 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 week, stop, stop. What? Because I, I want to say this real quick. She very nonchalantly said, I wrote a book, and I want to brag on her because she wrote a book, a full-length novel, in a month. So she makes it sound like it's not a big deal, but it's a pretty big deal. Okay, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been binge-watching Supergirl. <laughs> and I, I'm actually, I didn't watch the first season because I don't have TV. I only have Netflix and, you know, like I Amazon. So I only stream. Um, I don't watch TV. So I it came up on Netflix, so I started watching that. And I'm really enjoying the story. I'm just at the last episode now, and then I get to go on to new episodes of The Flash because I watch all the – I love my superheroes. I just do. I do too. So much. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched those yet. Oh, they're so good. I, they're so good. My my new fave um, – uh, of course, I have my old style. I love NCIS and I, all of them. And I love Criminal Minds and, um, of course, Supernatural. That's my number one. I was and just going to say, don't. Why dancing. haven't you said it yet? <laughs> Yay, my boys. My boys are back here in just, I think it's next week, maybe. See, I'm a whole or, season no, behind, though, because I only watch Netflix. Oh. Well, I'll, I will. I will remember not to tell you what happens. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I, I, I they can have those boys running that show. They can be in walkers and still fighting demons and stuff. I'll be cool with that. Keep it going. Just keep right. it. Right. Josh, Josh Whedon is uh, to me an icon, um, an idol. I would. I would love to have half the talent that man has. Um, Absolutely. Everything that he's ever written, I have just fallen in love with. So, to me, he's a super big deal. I, he's the one, you know, everybody, well, not everybody asked, but I've been asked on occasion who would be the one person that I would probably stand girl the most over. And hands down, it would be Josh Whedon. Josh, Josh, I can't say it without the age, Whedon. I, I would just die. I would probably just drop dead right there. Right. Um, because he is just amazing. Now, not, now, not to disparage Jensen Eccles, because I'm afraid I might have this. That might have a similar effect on me. I don't know. I think you if know I ever I, met Jensen, I would probably go to prison. <laughs> you know what I just found on YouTube the other day? What? Uh, supernatural stars do the tough mutter, like the race I just did. I found their team. And I'm totally serious. Look it up. And so they did it, and it was kind of it was kind of cool to watch. I only watched it because you know Supernatural, but I was like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's freaking awesome! Yay! Yeah. So good for um, them. Yeah, I'm totally Ooh. gonna look it up. I'm totally gonna look it up. Anyhow, so I never got to my new favorite show is. Yeah. Um. I am absolutely well. That I fell in love with that last season. 
anybody that's not watching Shannara Chronicles on on MTV, of course it's, it's not on Netflix now. On yet? Huh? It's the first season is, is on, on Netflix, Netflix now. now. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, it's good. And l- let me tell you something. I- I've read all the books. No joke. I've read um, Terry Brooks. Um, it starts with the Sword of Shannara, which the Shannara Chronicles, the series on MTV, starts with um, the Elfstones of Shannara, not the Sword of Shannara. But uh, it's it's really well done. And I'm a huge Terry Brooks fan. I've, I'm a fan of a lot of different authors, but... He's he's yeah. one that I read the Shinar Chronicles the first time I think I was thirteen years old, fourteen years old. Um, it's phenomenal. It's so good. My son is in love with it too, and we generally like the same horror things, but he doesn't get into like I'm so into Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and epic fantasy. All your epic fantasy love. Um, oh yes, Game of Thrones. I love I love epic fantasy. Um, He's not not so much, but he really is into that show. But no, my my new love, and it's a, I think it's coming back on soon. I got to look and see. Is Shadowhunters, dude? I'm in love with Shadowhunters. It's on oh, free form. Read the books. I did not read the books. I I saw the first movie. I saw the first Mortal Instruments movie, um, which I loved. I thought it was great. Um, I had some friends that have read the books and they were not as yeah well they're, about the movie. they're yeah. Do Which, you that's going to be the, the topic now, though, now that you've seen seen it? Oh, not yet. I have to wait till the series is over. <laughs> 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 I can't. I can't read the books until the series is over. Cause, <laughs> listen, I learned. I learned with Twilight. Oh my gosh, we can't go into this because this is next week's. Um, I know. Next I know, week I know. we're talking about books too. But I learned with Twilight not to watch, uh, uh, not to read a book before I watch the movie. If I could help right. it, it's you know on purpose because it ruins the movie for me. And I'm not good at that. I'm, like I said, I'm a big Hobbit fan. Um, you and Lord of the Rings fan, you should have seen me watch in Fellowship of the Ring in the theater. And although I loved it and it was amazing. Um, I'm one of those creepy fangirls that if things are not done just to the T, um, isn't happy about it. So <laughs> I'm sitting there picking out, could be why I no longer have a husband, but I was sitting, <laughs> was sitting there with my husband at the time thinking out, well, this isn't there. What, where's Bombadil? And why is this not here? And where's Gwendolyn? And he's like, well, you shut up. Let me watch the movie. Um, right. <laughs> so yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't go on dates to the movies, and that's why, especially if I've read the book. Um, but you're enjoying Shadowhunters. Anyhow. I haven't seen the all the episodes oh, yeah. because I have to. You know, I had to purchase um, at the time when I was into that show. Um, I just watched the first first few episodes because I had to purchase them on Amazon. So and I have Prime, you know. So I definitely go for the free shows before I go. You know, buy stuff. <laughs> So yeah, um, but I I enjoy, I enjoyed the first few episodes that I saw. It wasn't for me enough to keep me like purchasing more because I had other stuff that I wanted to watch. Um, one of the shows that I'm rather enjoying that I'm waiting for the next season for is The 100, um, which is also from books as well. So oh really? I, I, I didn't realize that. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you should watch it because I guarantee you that you will like it. 
I know you will. Well, I, you here's like, the thing. I I gave it two episodes. No, I no no I didn't. Yeah yeah I did. I gave it two episodes. When a new show comes on that that looks like it might appeal to me, I'll give it an episode or two. If it doesn't grab me in those two episodes, I'm done. Um, and I did not. I I it just didn't grab me in the first two episodes like I needed it to. But now mm-hmm. I'm sorry because I have seen I see the commercials for it and I'm like, oh, that does look good. Why does it? Why didn't I like that? So it may be something I need to revisit. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? Here's something. Let's talk about the new American Horror Story. Have you Have you seen any of that? I, oh, I'm gonna. Okay. I don't enjoy that show. Mm. Well, I, know. I tell you that's what. what every, that's what everybody says. They're like, oh. <laughs> like just like every really other show. It, though. I I. The first American Horror Story I found late. I missed the first couple of episodes, and and I loved it. I I watched it um, religiously. Um, the second American Horror Story, which I think was Asylum, I hated. I, I just can't, it was just gross. It was just, when I watch a show and it makes me feel like I need to take a shower. It better be Walking Dead, and leave me with that kind right. of feeling. <laughs> well, here's also the did, thing, just, part of the reason. I may not have given it enough time, though, because I, I, well, now I have more time during the day to myself, but, you know, that's allotted for working. But I have small children, and I don't really want them to see that stuff on American Horror Story, so I have to, like, choose what I want to watch. And my husband doesn't enjoy that show, and he's home in the evening. So unless I'm up in the middle of the night trying to watch this stuff, um, you know, I barely get, like, Game of Thrones. I don't let them watch that either. You know, so, oh yeah, um, you know, there's, I, I have to choose what I watch in the evening very closely. And my husband and I, we have certain shows we like to watch together, which, um, Vikings is one, The Walking Dead. Um, we just recently, we've been watching, we watched the season of Mad Dogs, I think it's called. Mad Men, Mad Dogs, no, Mad Dogs. Mad Men. No, it's not Mad Men. Are you sure? Yeah, okay. I'm sure. Mad Men, is well, the crime. Is Mad, Men. Mad Men is the crime one, right? This is the one where they're like in South America or something. Or they're in like. Oh, okay. I don't. I haven't heard yeah. of that one. Yeah. So anyway, they get stuck over there, and like somebody's murdered, and they're in the midst of a big like uh, drug thing, and one of their friends gets murdered, and they're stuck over there, and it's like a whole. You know, once you start watching something, you're like, I gotta mm-hmm. figure out what happens. You know, so we just watch the whole season. But, yeah, so, you know, um, there are certain things that I can only watch. You know, I watch stuff with my husband in the evening, and then we watch a lot of YouTube. Right. So. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 they didn't get me this, this season. I'll, I'll tell you what, this is my opinion. I'm going to have all these nasty emails and messages coming to my fan page probably. Um, I, my problem with American Horror Story is, like, they kind of are doing it like Paranormal Witness. I don't know if you've watched Paranormal Witness on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. but it's it's where they have people talking about what happened, and then it's supposed to be like actors recreating the scene of what happened. Oh. And it, it's a great concept conceptually. It's good, but it's a lot of gross again. 
Um, and, and listen, I, I don't mind gross. I love The Walking Dead. But when it's a lot of gross and not as much scary, um, and that's kind of what I feel. I'm not really well, feeling... And there has to be a plot for me. You know, yeah, I'm so, not, I mean, I'm not digging the plot. Well, there's I, somewhat we're getting into it. You know, it's it's got it's Roanoke. It's about Roanoke and what happened, and it's kind of like bringing that into this, and you know, the missing people and whatnot. But it's I don't know if I haven't gotten enough information yet to, to really get it, but I kind of just don't get it. Um, I, and it's not the I acting; the actors all, are phenomenal. I think all shows sort of have this during their seasons, though, because even even with Supernatural and The Walking Dead, and you know, there are a lot of shows that we watch that we are avid fans of and will always love. Where we're like, where are they going this season? Right. What kind, you know, what was this that we just watched? I hope that something happens, you know, that's going to bring me back in. You know, so I think yeah. with all shows, that's something we experience. I, uh, well, I don't know. I've, I, they've lost me. I'm not going to waste. In fact, the last one DVR'd and I just deleted it. I need to go in and delete the timer, I guess. I didn't watch it because um, they, they've lost me. I don't, I don't, there are so many things that I do enjoy watching that if I'm giving something new time, they only have a specific amount of time to grab my interest and then I'm done yeah. because you know, time is, which which is also a topic of next week's show, people. Um, we're going to talk about time management and finding time to write, um, along with books to movies for our books and things segment. And and then, of course, we'll have our, our good things segment. But anyhow, I digress. Um, <laughs> they lost me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, American Horror Story, you lost me. Um, I'm sure you yeah, you're not the only person I've heard say people. that though. I've seen a couple of posts. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen a couple of posts about it too and I was like, Wow, okay, well at least I know I'm not crazy. Um but I look forward to see what they're gonna do next year because I'm telling you, Tubbin, American Horror Story Tubbin was phenomenal. I wish they would have just stayed with that. I could have done ten seasons of Coven. That was awesome. I've I've heard a lot of people say that about Coven. Great. It was so good. Um, My daughter really likes American Horror Story. How so much she time do we have left? It. I don't know. We 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 always still have a few minutes left. Um, do Do you want to talk about um, speaking of Kevin? Um, you want to talk a little bit about the extreme lack of witch stuff now? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, <laughs> of course. <laughs> lack of witch stuff in, in, like, books and stuff? No, no, no. On TV, man, have you noticed there's been ex- an explosion of magic um, oh, across man. all these channels? Oh, man, I'm digging it. Totally yeah, digging I, it. Well, there's, I think that, you know, people just really like, you know, a little tinge of paranormal in, in you know, whether they like to admit it or not, it's nice. I like it, and I am personally really glad to see it. <laughs> there's, but, uh, there's a lot of new shows that are going to be coming on that that have, um, well, the, is it called The Magicians? 
on Sci-Fi. I think that's what it's called. It, it already did a season last year, um, but that's one of the, the newer magic shows. And then there's some stuff coming on mainstream TV. Um, and I was shocked to see that. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the show now. I think it was coming on NBC, and I was like, what? For real? That's going to come yeah, on regular television? Totally, I'm spacing a lot of it because, uh, like I said, too, I only have Netflix and stuff. So I've been like itching for my fall shows to update, you know, because I have mm-hmm. all these certain shows that I watch all the time. And so I'm like waiting for my updates on everything. I'm like, what's going to update this month? So, you know, I'm also really into my superhero stuff. So, you know. I heard a rumor that they're canceling Grimm. And yeah, I'm I heard you, the I, same thing. I'm not happy. Not happy. Nobody ever. is. Um, I think they're trying I, 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 to get something else to pick it up to continue the seasons, though. Well, somebody needs to, because that's an amazing show. Yeah, World Without yeah. Nick. <laughs> I love Grimm. <laughs> I love Grimm. I like it because they like, touch on it's everything. It's got, it's we, like, got we forgot to talk about mention fairy tales in our books when we mentioned our books, so we love, we have a thing <gasps> with this fairy tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and listen, fairy tales is only ninety nine cents right now. Um, uh-huh. You guys go grab fairy tales. I, listen, this is what, and I believe this is true. And of course, we wrote this, so I'm going to be biased. But if Once Upon a Time was on HBO, it would be fairy tales, don't you think? Mhm. Yes. Uh, For I, sure. th- I think so. Um, there might be a, l- a little less sex in fairy tales than what HBO would throw in, but still. By the way, if you work for HBO and you would like to um, make fairy tales series, we were totally open to that. Um, yeah. Call. You can have your people call my people or just call me because I don't really have any people, but. <laughs> <laughs> we would love so we'd love to put fairy tales on HBO. Um yeah, I can't believe we totally forgot to mention that book. That's I know considering we were just talking about it too, so Yeah, 'cause B two folks, we're getting ready to write B two. Um Yeah, we're getting ready. If you haven't if you haven't read B one yet, very or just fairy tales I guess. Um get her done. Because uh, it's funny, you know. I reread, I reread it not too long ago. Now we're going to do a review on our own book. How's that for TV? Um, I reread it so that I was prepared to get started, and um, I had forgotten how funny it was. And there were times where I would just laugh right out loud, and, and I was like, "Oh wow!" That's what I, I, totally I that's how I am too when I go through and reread it. And I re- I went through and I reread, and some of the magic scenes are just beautiful. It is like when you watch Once Upon a Time and you watch all their magic. You like if you could describe it in words, that's sort of like yeah. how it would be. So it yeah. was just I was I, reading and I was like, did, did I write that? <laughs> I love those moments. I love those writers' moments, and cause they're so rare. Because most of the time, you look at what you've written, and people who aren't writers don't realize this. But most, you can sit and work all day. You can get five thousand words on on a in a day, or more. Um, which, by the way, for those of you that don't get five thousand words a day, I, I that's exceptional. Come on, 
where most of us are like if we get a thousand or two thousand done in a day. But mm-hmm. you can write and write write your butt off and you go back through it and you're going, Oh my god, this is all crap. So you don't believe it's any good so you give it to a friend or, or somebody you know and and they read it and they're like, Oh, it's really good and you think, Oh, they're lying to me <laughs> It's all crap. So you have those extraordinary Yeah, yeah. When you have those extraordinary moments where you look at something and you are just amazed that those words came out of you, that that's an awesome feeling. That's what I um, love about listening to my own books on audio, though, as well. Like, I listen to it, and I'm like, this is like hearing it from, I mean, it's like somebody else wrote it. When you're hearing it yes. read back to you, like, with the narration and everything, it's just, it's it's a feeling that is really indescribable because you're like, holy crap, that was good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I really think I just went through that. Um, Oceans of Red just came out on Audible in, in audio version. And when I was listening to it um, to edit, I, I was, there were places, and my narrator, I got to give a shout out to my narrator, my voice actress. I'm sorry, that's probably the correct thing. Um, Abby is her name. Uh, she is phenomenal. She's so phenomenal. She has such a way of taking my story and making it her story that it really sounds like mm-hmm. uh, she's telling her own story instead of telling mine. And I was sitting there listening to. Elvidge, by the way, Abby Elvidge. I just said Abby like everybody knows who I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting there listening to her um, in Oceans of Red, and there were parts where I burst into tears and parts I laughed out loud, and and she just really did a good job. So I I hope that those of you that have Audible will take the time. And listen, if you have Audible and you'd like to listen to it free, Man, I'll hook you up. I've got coupon codes for a free one, so just contact me and I'll hook you up. I'll give you a freebie. I got no problem with that. Um, See, I purchased anyhow. it and I'm going to listen to it even though I read it. So, oh, you're so oh, sweet. People, let me tell you about my best friend. I can't believe I just sang <laughs> on here. I forgot we were on the radio for a second. I was like. <laughs> That's Not okay. Good. Yesterday, my daughter's bus came. Well, I was out there with all my kids, all four of my kids, and I said something like, "I have a song for everything." And I was like, "Oh, this driver doesn't turn the bus around." And I was like, "Then I started. I put my hand in the air and started wiggling my fingers, and I was like, turn the bus around.'" And I started like <laughs> dancing and making up lyrics and waving my arms around, and all the kids on the bus were laughing. And my daughter, she's thirteen, she was like, "Oh." My goodness. And, <laughs> and I'm like, how did you do And I, I love it on the bus. <laughs> I love, I love it. And, and we're so far off topic now, there's no saving it. So you're just going to have to bear with us, people. Um, I love embarrassing my kids. I love it. Okay. I, and I know that that is really crappy, but they're grown now, so it's not like it's traumatic to them. Um I I love it. I and I do have a song for everything. There is a song for everything. I firmly believe that. And we will go. We'll be at the grocery store or something, and 
all of a sudden a song will come on the radio, one that I, I really love, and I'll start dancing in the aisle or something or start singing it, and my kids will just look at me and be like, Mom, really? Right here. I'm like, hey, join me or go to another aisle because this is happening right now. <laughs> I when I'm with my friend Chris, um, our kids have always been friends, and and we've known them for so long that they're just family. Like my kids call them mom and dad, and um, we've just been just close, and our our kids are close. And and um, when I'm with her, and one of her kids are with me or with us, uh, I will do something like that, and she'll just look at at it's usually David. She'll just look at David and laugh and say, see, it's not just me. Right. <laughs> then you're on the mother's crazy too. Exactly. Uh, well, I, I suppose we should be wrapping this up because we've been probably, going a little over an hour and a half and people are probably tired of listening to us. So um, next week coming up, we will be talking about books to movies. Um, new things that are going to be coming out and our own feelings about them. Um, that'll be in our books and things segment. Um, we'll have new good things to talk about. And then we will, our topic for the show will be time management and finding time to write in a busy, busy world. Um, and just time management in general. You don't actually have to be a writer to listen to the show. But, you know, <laughs> we do have those secrets. And and please, please, please message us. We you can message either send us PMs on Facebook or message our fan play pages and nominate your motivational VIP. We're going to keep choosing people until you guys start sending us people. Um, this show will air every Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel, um, unless something crazy comes up. And we will occasionally have guest authors come on if you're interested in being a guest on the show. For Pete's sake, hook us up, or not hook us up, hit us up. Do I even know what I'm talking about right up. now? What was that you said about too much coffee? <laughs> I think I might have... I think I might have Met my max amount of coffee for the day. <laughs> right, you're done. Uh, I think I have stick a fork in me, sister. I'm done. Anyhow, it was lovely getting to spend all this time with you, Jen, on air. And thank you to all of you who tuned in. I hope you come back. I hope we didn't bore you to tears. And I hope you took something away from today that was a good thing and made you feel better because um, that's all. That's the main thing we want is. We want to make this world a better place, and we want you to feel better about being in it. Anything, any last words, Jen, before we go off here? Oh, I think you said it all as for closing, you know, just um, and be positive, spread positivity, not negativity, and, you know, do good things, and, you know, I'm not good at this okay. stuff, closing speeches. <laughs> There, uh, okay. I will say, okay, since since we're on this, I'll say one thing. There's a motiv- motivational speaker at Tough Mudder, and one of their, his name is Sean Cravel, and one of the things that he always says is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? So that is, you know, something to think about, and it's a good way to, like, lead your life. You know, do new things 
every day and yeah. be positive about it. That's that's one of my seven rules, by the way, in getting over it, trying new things. That's one of my. And by the way, getting over it is free. <laughs> I just put that last little tip <laughs> in there. Um, so if you're having a hard time and you're feeling down in the mouth and everywhere else. Download that book, and if they don't make you feel better, well, I'm sorry, I tried. <laughs> right. great. All Nothing right, peace out, folks. <laughs> Have Bye-bye. a wonderful day, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.